If you're addicted to love, get ready to binge your heart out. Stream exclusive originals plus the entire 90-day universe for just $4.99. Discovery Plus is the streaming home of relationships, plus so much more. Start your free trial. Dinger Discussions Podcast. My name is Matthew Guir, and I thank you for checking me out today. Like I said, this is the Dinger Discussions Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things MLB content. We will be talking game breakdowns, analysis, MLB rumors, and everything else in between. To keep up with the podcast, I do recommend you like, share, subscribe, follow on all our social platforms. I'm talking Instagram, our Twitter, our Snapchat. We have a YouTube channel. Um, Also check out www.dingerdiscussions.com. We have all the links to the socials there, more MLB news, um, things such as little quick reads, you know, little five to four uh, paragraph articles just to get you through your day once the season starts. Um, just about the headlines of Major League Baseball. If this is your first time listening to me, I highly recommend you go back, check out the previous episodes. Um, we are in the middle. Well, actually, this is the conclusion of our division preview and prediction series. Um, where I'm gonna go, I go through each division in baseball, break down each team very quickly, go through their lineups, their rotations, a bit of their bullpen, not a lot, and then you know give my uh, basic opinions on each team. So we've done all of the National League so far. We're concluding the American League right now, and this is the AL West breakdown. So getting right into the AL West, we're going to start with the fifth-ranked team in the division all the way up through the first, who I believe will win the division. And let's get right on into it. So my fifth-ranked team in the AL West is the Texas Rangers. Now, that comes as no surprise. The Rangers franchise at the moment, they're kind of, you know, they're just treading water at this point. They're not really going anywhere. I don't really see a clear direction. They just built the new stadium, which... um, we saw, I believe it was both championship series in the p- playoffs, and then obviously the World Series was played there, uh, so they were able to have fans. Um, the stadium looked great, but then again, you got to have a product put out on that stadium, and quite frankly, I, I'm not too excited for what that product's going to look like this upcoming season. Um, so getting into their lineup, Going to go 1 through 9 and then go through their pitching. So leading off for them is Leody Tavares. Hope I pronounced that right. He'll be playing center field. In the 2 spot, you got Nick Solak playing second. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, one of the best names in baseball. He'll be picking it shortstop, batting in the 3-hole. Joey Gallo batting cleanup, playing right field. The only guy I could have named off the top of my head that's on that team, to be completely honest. Um, Willie Calhoun, Calhoun will be DHing for them, batting 5th. David Dahl coming over from the Rockies this year, uh, playing left in the sixth spot. Rugned Odor playing third, batting seventh. Nate Lau coming over from the Rays, playing first. And Jose 
Trevino behind the dish, finishing it out in the ninth spot. So, you know, not a lot of firepower there. Um, the lineup, sorry, doesn't really look great. If you're a Rangers fan, I mean, you're probably aware of that already. But just, you know, I mean, keep on keeping on basically with them. You know, eventually it gets better. <laughs> That's my um, my take on them. And I'm a Phillies fan, so honestly, I know eventually it will get better. Still haven't made the playoffs in 11 years, but we'll get there. So moving on to the pitching for the Rangers, their ace, quote-unquote, is Kyle Gibson. They got Mike Fultonevich, Kawhi Arihara, Kohei Arihara. I don't know, I'm sorry. Dane Dunning and Jordan Lyles with Jose Leclerc in the pen. He is injured, though, so I'm not really sure who's going to be closing those games for them. But he is um, expected to be their closer once he hopefully does make that full recovery. So that's what the pitching staff looks like. It's a bit underwhelming. They had Lance Lynn. He's now off to the White Sox. Um, He was their guy getting it done with fastballs and... A cutter which is basically a fastball and yeah I mean you know with the Rangers I I don't want to be that guy but there's really not a lot there so that's the Rangers I don't really expect them to do too well I can't expect them to get beat up on this season uh, hopefully just keep um, accumulating picks and try and uh, build up that farm system that's that's where the Rangers are at right now so Moving on to my fourth-ranked team, I have the Seattle Mariners. Now, the Mariners, they're full of youth. I I think their lineup is sort of exciting. I like a couple players they have here. Um, they got some arms as well. And, yeah, getting right into it. So they have J.P. Crawford leading off playing shortstop. Mitch Hanniger in right field. Kyle Lewis in center, although yesterday, I'm recording this on Sunday, the 28th so yesterday the 27th he I believe he did get injured so they are expected to call up uh Taylor Trammell or Trammell I think it's Trammell to play that position opening day which is great you'll love to see him get the nod uh from watching podcasts YouTube videos other social media things like that I've heard that Taylor Trammell you know people only have the best things to say about him. He seems to be a great guy. So, you know, you never want to see someone go down, just like Eloy Jimenez in our last um, video with the AL Central. But it does open the door for a younger guy to come up and get his shot. So, Kyle Lewis penciled in at the moment, but he did go down. So, you could probably pencil in Taylor Trammell there. Um, in the four hole, you have Kyle Seeger playing third base, the longest tenured uh, Mariner, I believe. Tom Murphy is going to be catching for them. Ty France DHing. Dylan Moore playing second base. Evan White at first. And Jake Fraley in left field. So, you know, you have some names there. Some guys aren't as notable, but then you also have guys like Mitch Hanniger, who's pretty good. JP Crawford, former Phillies, very, very good with the glove. Uh, Kyle Lewis, you know, hopefully he makes that full recovery because he is your reigning, um, not so much defending, obviously, because you can't win that award two years in a row, but he's your reigning AL Rookie of the Year. Um, And then also guys like uh, Dylan Moore, Evan White, they can hit a bit. And then Kyle Seeger, you know, the guy that, according to uh, Mr. Mathers, or, yeah, I think it was Mr. Mathers, the... uh, dumbass on the Rotary Club meeting who just got fired, rightfully so, saying they're not going to re-sign him. You know, I don't want to get into that whole thing. You know what I'm talking about with Kevin Mathers and... 
yeah, not not fun. But also with the Rangers, uh, Rangers, sorry, the Mariners, you can expect young guys like Julio Rodriguez to eventually get called up. Probably not this year. Um, you have um, the pitcher, I believe, Logan Gilbert. You can expect him to get the call soon. Jared Kelenic, probably, you know, the whole service time manipulation. So you won't see him on opening day. However, um, maybe a couple weeks into the season, probably even before May starts, you're going to get uh, Jared Kelenic. He'll be playing in the outfield somewhere. So, you know, Mariners fans, it's exciting to look to the future. I do believe that you give it, like, max five, six years. And they're going to be competing for that division, um, per, you know, pretty heavily. Um, so that's their lineup. Getting into their pitching, you got Marco Gonzalez, James Paxton comes. Paxton comes back from the Yankees. Uh, Chris Flexen, Justice Sheffield, and Yossi Kikuchi, along with Justin Dunn, and their closer is Rafael Montero. So. Yeah, again, you got some younger guys like Gonzalez, Sheffield, Justin Dunn, uh, mixed in with the vets, you know, James Paxton, Kikuchi's been there for a while. Um, really looking to just, you know, I mean, all you got to do is not get blown out every game, and you're going to end up winning some games, and obviously that's a dumb statement, and it's very cliche. You know, you don't give up a lot of runs, and you'll probably win. But it, quite honestly, the pitching staff, all you got to do is don't suck. That's, you know, and I do think that the bats in this lineup will take care of it. Again, they, they are my fourth place team, so I'm not expecting a ton. But if they break 500, right, or if they're right at 500, like 80 to 83 games, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I do think depending on how the, the lineup hits, um, they could overtake the third place team um, in this division, which we'll get into in a minute. But, yeah, I do think that... The, third and fourth are interchangeable I'm a bit higher on the Mariners than I see a lot of other people are I really do like the young talent and then especially if Kalanick comes up with something to prove um, Gilbert comes up with something to prove so I think that the Mariners they're there uh, this year might not be their year I'm looking ceiling is third place but um, again give it max five or six years and you're definitely going to be competing um, if you're the Mariners so Moving on to um, my third place team in this division, I have the Los Angeles Angels. Now, the Angels, in my opinion, are one of the most, perhaps the most frustrating teams in the majors. You have, obviously, getting, you know, um, doesn't even need to be said, but the best player in all of Major League Baseball, David Fletcher, uh, no, just kidding, Mike Trout, of course, um... And the lineup, dude, it's scary. I think if you went lineup for lineup, they could compete with the best in the freaking league. Like, you you put this lineup up against the Dodgers, and I don't think you lose by a lot. You might even take a couple. Or someone like the Padres or the Braves or, like, White Sox, another team with a very solid lineup. Yankees even, right? But it's just the pitching, man. Every single time there's a big league guy who's, like, that stud. They just don't come through. It's really frustrating to watch because we want to see Trouty in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, if I have to grow up, right, I'm 17 right now. If I got to be like 35 years old telling my kid about the best player I've ever seen play baseball and I, there's not one postseason highlight to show him, 
that's going to be very frustrating. You know, guys like Trevor Bauer, Garrett Cole was out there. Um, you know, pitchers like that where it's like they're Cali kids at heart and you can't go out and secure that player. Even like Jaco DeRizzi was out there forever. He actually signed in division. And it's just like you really can't make that work. And, you know, no disrespect to their pitching staff now, but quite honestly, um, it's it's very frustrating to see that they can't solidify that bull, that uh, rotation and the bullpen as well. So, you know, enough slander. It's not so much slander, but enough hate on the uh, on the Angels. I want to do. I want to get into the uh, the good stuff they got going. So, that good stuff that I was talking about is actually the lineup because, like I said, the lineup I think can go toe to toe with the best in the, of the best in the league. So, getting into that, um, the aforementioned David Fletcher. Um, will be playing second base and leading off for them. And the two-hole breakout star, Jared Walsh, is playing first base. Mike Trout is going to be hitting third, playing center field. He said he had a down year last year, and I think he had an... He definitely did. I don't know the exact number, but he had an above 800 OPS. And that's like a career year for some guys. So if he is looking to um, change up his mechanics to be better, I mean, there's no point in pitching to the guy. Um... Yeah, so they also have Anthony Rendon in the four spot, Justin Upton in left uh, in the fifth hole. Shohei Otani will be DHing some days. We'll get into him a little bit more when we go over the pitching staff. He's batting six in this MLB.com prediction um, MLB.com prediction of their lineup. Uh, Dexter Fowler is in right. Jose Iglesias, which is a solid sneaky pickup, playing shortstop for them, and then Max Stassi, a catcher. So... The lineup I really like. David Fletcher is that he's like he, he hits everything basically. He's very very good. Jared Walsh, ton of raw power there. Mike Trout, not going to talk about him. You look at his Baseball Reference page and you're in love. You could look at that for like literally a day and just be with your jaw drops, like catching flies and everything in your mouth. Right? It's crazy. Anthony Rendon, I do think he's an underrated player. I think everyone has him in their top five third baseman um, in the league. I think he's like two or three, to be completely honest. And, you know, seeing him um, a lot when he was on the Nationals, you know, being a Phillies fan, he, I don't know if it was like just the Phillies. It wasn't, obviously, because um, you look at his numbers, it's everywhere. But he killed the Phillies, I remember that. Um, But yeah, Anthony Rendon, I do think he is like, the two or three, the second or third best uh, third baseman in the league. And then, you know, you got guys like Justin Upton, Justin Upton, Dexter Fowler. Um, you know, they have decent pop. They're, they're that veteran presence in the, uh, the pet, in the, uh, sorry, in the clubhouse. That's very important for any ball club. And then um, Jose Iglesias is very, very good with the glove. Um, you know, a little lackluster at the dish, but, I mean, you're not paying them for that. And then Max Stassi is decent. You would like them to go out and just, if they want to really solidify the lineup, go out and get, um, you know, a better catcher. I, The thing about them is, though, like, in free agency, if they're going after a position player, you're yelling at them because you want to go, them to go after pitching, but then they don't go after pitching. So, yeah, I don't know. It's maybe... You know, I'm not in the front office, but I really do hope they went after these guys and pursued them hard. It just didn't really work out. But, And then that leads us to talking about Shohei Otani. Um, 
he is man on a mission so far in spring training you know we're four days out of the season starting and he has just been absolutely ridiculous um there's a clip where like he goes out and strikes out the side and then the next half inning he goes out and freaking like hits a bomb that like he almost hits it to the highway behind the stadium it's ridiculous so um Shohei Otani I am excited to see what he goes out and does this year um because he is expected to pitch so far I hope they get him in a bit of a rhythm in terms of like every sixth day every fifth day and then like if it's every fifth right um the day after he pitches leading up to the um, one before the day he's supposed to pitch, you know, they get him in the lineup, so you got a solid four out of every five days he's in the lineup, and then obviously he's going to hit when he's pitching too, that's the whole point, but yeah, I just, the raw power he has, and his swing looks so effortless, like it's so crazy that like he just flicks the bat out there, and the ball goes like 400 feet with ease, it's crazy, so I really do hope that he balls out this year. I think this lineup is going to ball out. It's just the pitching. Like I said, um, the pitching has to keep them in games. They really do because um, if, if they let it get out of reach and, you know, you're giving up six, five, six, seven runs, you know, per game. Not per game, but you give up five, six, seven runs in a game. You can't rely on the offense to go out and match that every night. So speaking of the pitching, uh, we're going to. Go through that right now. So they do have Dylan Bundy, who was very good last year. Um, they have Andrew Heaney, uh, Griffin Canning, Jose Quintana, Alex Cobb. Like I said, Shohei Otani. And then they got Rossell Iglesias from the Reds. He'll be closing games for them. I'm not really going to harp on the pitching that they have too too much. Because honestly, I don't think it's it's that great. I They, they really need that guy that you're just going to shell out the money for. But you know it's going to be worth it. Because... He's going to go out there, and he, he's going to blow it by you and not give a crap about it. And then the lineup needs to go out there and uh, do their thing as well. So, And they just haven't they haven't got that guy yet. I really did think it was going to be Trevor Bauer, but now looking back on his free agency, he wanted that place where it was going to be like they had a very, very, very good shot at um, contending for that World Series again. So it's disappointing that... Um, they haven't signed someone yet. We'll see what happens again this offseason. I'm not sure off the top of my head which pitchers are going to be free agents after this season, but there's got to be somebody. So, you know, Angels, come on. Sign, sign some pitch and get Trouty in the playoffs. That's, that's my final take on them. So, moving on to the number two team in the AL West, I have the Oakland Athletics. Now, Oakland... They could win this division. Me putting them at two doesn't mean I don't think they can win this division. It's just that the team at one, you know, obviously the only team I haven't mentioned so far, is, I think, better on paper. Um, You know, that's why you play the games, though. 162, it's a long season. So, you know, you got to go out there and play. So getting into their lineup, they have Elvis Andres coming over from the Rangers. Um, He'll be playing shortstop for them. Jed Lowry at second base in the two spot. Matt Chapman, who is a top five third baseman in the league. Their glove is ridiculous. Platinum glove. Lots of power. Yada, yada, yada. I actually have his Kelly Green Oakland A's jersey, which I'm very proud of. It's very nice. Matt Olson playing first base um, in the four hole. Mark Cannon is going to be DHing for them. I'm sure they'll mix that up, too. He could play the outfield a little bit, so I'm sure they'll uh, 
they'll, they'll look to, uh, you know, switch him in and out of that spot. Uh, Ramon Laureano playing center field, batting sixth. sixth. Sean Murphy, who's a very underrated catcher, will be uh, batting seventh. Steven Piscotti in right, and then Seth Brown in left field. So, yeah. You know, last year, the lineup was a little better than it is now. They lost Marcus Simeon, obviously. They lost Robbie Grossman. Um, so I did like last year's lineup better than I like this year's lineup, but it's still nothing to scoff at. They're still the A's. They still find a way to get it done in the regular season, you know, as they've shown uh, the past couple of years. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the lineup. And then getting into their pitching, they got Frankie Montes, Baby Jesus, Jesus Lazardo, Chris Bassett, Sean Manea, the young stud AJ Puck, and then Jake Diekman is now who um, MLB.com has slated as their closer. Obviously was Liam Hendricks. He's now in the uh, south side of Chicago with the White Sox. So, you know, we'll see how he does in that role. Um, he pitched well last year coming out of the pen. So, you know, it was, I, I doubt the change of role will really make a difference, but you never know. I do have confidence in that bullpen, though. And the pitching staff, right? There's not one name that really jumps off the uh, the page at you. But as a whole, they get it done. I mean, none of these guys are necessarily considered, like, that stud that you want at the top of your rotation. You know, guy that's going game seven, do or die. But, like, at the same time, I'd roll any one of these dudes out there with the confidence that they, they have the ability to go out and do it. So, um... You know, Frankie Montes, I don't want to, you know, harp on bad things, but he had that steroid thing. Hopefully he comes back well. Jesus Lazardo, um, I'm high on him. I really like Lazardo. Chris Bassett and Manea, um, two uh, two guys who have been there for a little bit now. They're looking to, uh, you know, keep up the productivity. You know, they're pretty consistent around a 3, 3.5 three, ERA. So, And then A.J. Puck, who's looked really good in spring training. Uh, young guy, throws absolute gas. Um so yeah, I mean the the A's lineup and their rotation, I really like their I really like their team. I think they're very consistent in the way that they play. They're gonna put up runs, they're gonna pitch pitch pretty well. The loss of Liam Hendricks is gonna be, you know, it's gonna be noticeable, but I think Diekman's gonna be able to pick up some of that slack. Um and yeah, I just me putting them at two doesn't mean I have um any less confidence in them that they can win this division. It's just that at the moment on paper I do think that the number one team in this division that I have ranked is better than them. And speaking of that number one team, the number one team in the AL West, the team I think is going to win the division, is the Houston Astros. Cue the bang-bang noise. Um, Yeah, so I have Houston here. Um, Not going to get into the cheating stuff real quick. I just, you know, it's over. It happened. People are going to let them have it this year just because there's fans consistently in the stands. And that's that. I hope these guys can rid themselves of that. I hope these guys own up to it if they haven't already. And we move on as, you know, um, a whole a whole fan base of Major League Baseball. I hope we can just move on from it. It's fun to rag on them, but at the same time, you know, let's just move on and let that be that. So, my number one team, I mean, yeah, sorry, leading off for the Houston Astros, I have Jose Altuve here uh, in the two spot, Alex Bregman playing third, Michael Brantley coming back to play left field for them, 
Carlos Correa at shortstop. Kyle Tucker, who had a very good year last year. Jordan Alvarez is going to be DHing. He's back from injury. Yoli Gurriel at first. Martin Maldonado behind the dish. And Miles Straw in the nine-hole playing center field. Most of these guys, right, their mainstays, their household names by now. You know who they are. I say Houston Astros. You can rattle off a good six or seven guys who are going to make up their lineup. Um... You know, obviously got Altuve, Bregman, Brantley, Correa, Alvarez, Gurriel, right? You know these guys. You're familiar with these guys. Um, another name in there that, you know, he's not with them anymore, but they had George Springer. He's the only real loss that they had this this offseason. I mean, not to say that it's not a big loss because obviously George Springer is one of the better leadoff hitters in baseball, but um, one of the best center fielders in baseball, you know, not just leadoff hitters, but... Yeah, I mean Jose Altuve. He's. I hope he can shed that whole thing where he had he had the yips and at the dish he wasn't too great. So I hope you know um, he rids himself of that. Alex Bregman's a top five third baseman in the league still. Michael Brantley's a professional hitter. You know he goes up. He's gonna give you a solid at bat uh, every single time he goes up to the plate. Carlos Correa. Not a fan. Not a fan. Think he's cocky. Think he's arrogant. But I do believe he's a good player. Kyle Tucker had a very good year. Uh, Yuli Gurriel last year wasn't great. But, I mean, we've seen in the past um, how good of a player he can be. And then Jordan Alvarez, I think, is the X factor here. Because, you know, when he came up, he was a man on a freaking mission. He was insane, flaming red hot. Oh, my God. Someone tell that kid to cool off before he burns down the building. Like... He's insane. The power that he had, he's one of the top five power hitters in the league. Uh, he, he's ridiculous. And him coming back this year, I think people are severely discounting the fact that he has the ability to just flip this lineup on its head and just turn it from like an A minus to like A plus all over again. The, the, the effect that he's going to have on this team offensively, obviously not defensively because he's DHing, but offensively is ridiculous. So he is someone I'm going to be watching the entire time. Um, of this, you know, the entirety of this season. So, and then obviously Miles Straw in there for the defense and Martin Maldonado playing catcher. So, yeah, this lineup, again, one of those lineups that can go toe-to-toe with any lineup you wanted to, the best of the best in the league. Um, getting into their pitching, their ace, Zach Greinke. They got Lance McCullers, who they recently signed to a five-year, $85 million uh, extension. They got Framer Valdez, who's having some hand issues. I think it was his left... Obviously, he's left-handed, so I think it's his left ring finger he had. He dislocated it or broke it or something like that. Um, Jose Arquiti, Christian Javier, and Ryan Presley is their closer. Um, you know, JV, Justin Verlander, he's out with um, surgery, so we won't see him this year. But, yeah, I, I'm still confident this pitching staff's going to go out and do it. Zach Greinke's no slouch. He's very, very good. Lance McCullers, is, you know, he's decent enough. Framber Valdez was very good. I hope to see him make a recovery. And then Arquiti and Javier are two young guys who also came up last year. Um, and they both pitched pretty well. Uh, they had some pretty good starts in the postseason, too. Um, and then Ryan Presley, you know, what you're going to get with him. He's been on the team. He's pretty good as well. So, this lineup, I do think they, they're, they're four is second. Their ceiling is first. The hit, them and the, the A's, I think, are going to be pretty um, they're gonna be pretty evenly matched when they play. On paper, I like the Astros better. But, like, you know, that's, again, like I said, that's why you play the games. Um, 
And yeah, those games are going to be fun. I like the way that rivalry is shaping up over the past couple years, you know, with last year with the Ramon Laureano thing, how he got, you know, he charged the, 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 the word, the dugout after, um, you know, being egged on by the idiot, uh, head and coach, don't remember his name, if, even if I did, I wouldn't say, because he doesn't deserve it, but, of the Astros, so, we'll see how this division shapes out, I do believe that you could potentially have two playoff teams in this division, I think both the A's and the Astros are playoff teams, so, take that how you will, um, it obviously depends on what teams like the Rays, what teams like the Blue Jays, White Sox Twins, whoever wins that division. I think the Yankees are kind of locked to win the AL East, so I'm not going to mention them as t in terms of the wild card race, but I think the A's or Astros, depending on who's in second in this division. Obviously, it depends on how they play, but yeah. Um, overall, this division, it's going to be competitive aside from the Rangers. Unfortunately, you know, you'd like to see them make some moves but again i think you just gotta kind of have to wait with them they're gonna keep getting their picks they're gonna do their thing with their slow but steady rebuilds and yeah i mean the angels you like to see them get some pitching but their lineup can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anyone the the mariners are young and fun you'll i'm gonna be watching a good bit of mariners games i love me some kyle lewis so hopefully he comes back healthy um excited to see kellenic play um yeah and then the a's like i said you know um Big Matt Chapman fan, Big Matt Olsen fan, um, Ramon Laureano's fun, and then their pitching staff, I like uh, Jesus Lazardo, so I'll probably, I'm going to try and catch a couple of his starts, and then the, the Astros, um, you know, most of their players are household names by now, so yeah, um, that's going to wrap it up for me here, we're coming up right up on half an hour, so I appreciate you if you stuck around to listen to you know, me ramble about baseball. I mean, I enjoy doing it. I hope you enjoy listening. And yeah, that's going to wrap it up for me. If you enjoyed it, uh, make sure to like, to save the podcast, share with your family and friends, or anyone else you think might enjoy. Um, the Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, YouTube, all at Dinger Discussions. You know, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, www.dingerdiscussions.com. We're going to start rolling some good things out on that. Um, on the website once the season starts we're only four days away can't wait and yeah that's gonna wrap it up for me i have been matthew Guir. this has been the dinger discussions podcast and i'll see you guys in the next one peace some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside and some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort i used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package but that all changed when i got my honda suv it's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh. Got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 